Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is Aki 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 time. We are about to do our NHL point total futures. Uh, joining me today is a man who is very excited to talk hockey, and you know what? When he's excited, I'm excited, which hopefully gets our listeners excited, and then we're all excited, right, Craig? I'm looking forward to everyone being incredibly excited <laughs> and not at all scared. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... Well, plenty of time to talk about Ottawa. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, the NHL over under. Well, I guess it's not over under. It's just point totals because we don't yeah. do wins in the old uh, National Hockey League. Um, we will go through it pretty much kind of division by division, and we'll start in the Western Conference and make our way over to the East because I believe we will talk about the local team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, probably last. That way people don't just uh, hear about the Leafs and then uh, shut the podcast off. But or at least that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Um, so here we go. Western Conference. We will start in the Central Division with the Winnipeg Jets, Craig. The Winnipeg Jets. Paul Stasny's out. Morrissey Wheeler, new deals. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say something that I think is a little controversial about the... Maybe not controversial. It might be controversial around here, but I think that the Winnipeg Jets are Canada's best team. And... Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say, but I think yeah. it's uh, it's closer now than it was on July 1st at 12.23 or so. Got it down to the exact <laughs> second, do you? Pretty close. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets last year finished with 114 points, made the Western Conference Finals where they were beaten by the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Winnipeg Jets over under win total uh, 105 and a half. Or sorry, 106 and a half. That's a tough one. 106 is a lot of points, man. Like, mm-hmm. even with the three-point games. Uh, um, I This team, like, this might be the best team. Like, are they, like, I, I think, like, we, except we're starting with them. I think they might be the best team in the NHL. They're great for possession purposes. If Connor Hellebuck is as good as he showed last year, they're going to be in a real nice spot. They had 114 points last year. So they don't need much to go their way to get to 107. Uh, this is not one that I'm going to be investing a whole lot of cash into, but I kind of like the over. You're right. I, I completely agree with you. I, I like. Do you, do you have them as a stay away? Do you think that we should throw the Jets in in kind of the maybe pile? Uh, yeah, I, I like mm-hmm. the over, but it's not one that I that I love just because 106 is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like last year, uh, what? Three, four teams got to 106. Uh, it, uh, it wasn't a lot, so I, uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm necessarily wanting to say that Winnipeg's going to be for sure one of the three, four best teams, or the uh, Connor Hellebuck injury or something along those lines could happen. But my gut would say they get to at least 106, 100, or 107 points rather. Okay, so we'll, we'll put the we'll put the Jets in kind of a maybe pile. Uh, we're going to try to come up with a big five over the course of this podcast because normally I come in knowing what I'm going to do, but I want to talk through uh, through this with you. Uh, the Jets odds to win the Stanley Cup uh, plus 850. That uh, entice you at all? Well, a little bit. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, that's, 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 that's pretty good. I, I, I like that one. We can maybe reserve the Stanley Cup odds towards the end of this, but uh, yeah, I kind of like that one. Here's the thing. I think like there is good like before you factor in the odds, but if you're just saying, hey, pick a team out of that you think has the best bet to win the Stanley Cup before you're talking about payouts and all that stuff, uh, that they're as good an answer as anybody. Like, is there is there a team that you think is a better answer that has more talent than Winnipeg? I don't think so. I I completely agree. Uh, next up, the Nashville Predators. They re-signed Ryan Ellis. Um, they the biggest thing that they did in the offseason for me, quite frankly, Craig, is that they didn't panic. They didn't do anything rash. They didn't make any stupid decisions. That some teams no. who leave, lose game sevens to. You know, no, they're they're essentially they're essentially like run it back. Yeah, that's that's essentially the what the Nashville Predators has had to do here. I think the only thing that I would have thought about if I were them, and I know that this seems like sacrilege, but I would have at least considered the idea of seeing what you could do about the Pekka Rene situation. Yeah, not like think you do that based on the the game seven and that seven game series. But Pecorino is 35 years old, making seven million bucks this year. I know that he has a no movement clause. They must really, really believe in UC Soros. Is the moral of the story, and I understand why they may, but that must be the situation. The yeah, this entire team comes down to the whole Penne versus Zvaros thing, like or Soros. It's it's just it's. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's, that's, oh, that's if, all if, that comes down if, to. If it what they're me. doing is betting that, hey, come April, one of them's going to be good to go, and we're going to mm-hmm. make the playoffs no matter what because our team is so good. If if that's the bet here, I'm fine with that bet. I understand why national management want to do something like that because this team's loaded, Absolutely. and if this team is in it. Like everyone's in their prime. Joe Hansen's 26. Forsberg's 24. Turris is 29. Subban's 29. Yossi's 28. Ekholm's 28. Ellis is 27. The, like the, the the they don't have anyone on the downswing quite yet. Like they're they're in a really really nice spot here. Um, I um this is a this is a really great team. Then all of a sudden you have your Tolvanen, Ellie Tolvanen, and he looks like he might be a real special player. Kevin Fiala's had a little trouble staying healthy over the years, but he's a real good player. Like. There's a lot to like here. And Victor Harvidsson, there's a, there's a lot to like with this team. 117 points last year, 105 and a half this year. I, t- I, I like the over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I too. Like, yeah. I, I feel the same way about this as I do about Winnipeg, whereas like, yeah. it doesn't take much to go wrong to miss 106 points. Yeah. Um, again, like how like Vegas, Boston, Winnipeg, Tampa, Nashville. I think those are the only teams that had 106 or more last year. Toronto had 105. Um, yeah, I I have a hard time with uh, with betting the over on such a big number, but I'm not betting the under because there's just too much talent here. Uh, so you are, do you, would you like to make this one of our five? Maybe the Predators. No, over? I, 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 if I'm betting, I'm betting the over. But to me, this is not one that I'm investing in. All right, so we'll kind of put them in the maybe pile as well. All right, next up. This is a good one because they hilariously didn't move the odds. They just changed the juice on this one after a certain player was acquired by this particular team, Craig. The San Jose Sharks, who obviously traded for Ryan Carlson and are quite good. Uh, Carlson, or sorry, Eric Carlson. I said Ryan Carlson. I spaced out there. Eric Carlson and Doug Wilson. What a closer, eh? 
Yeah, dude just gets things done in the trade market. And I think that at some point on if let's just say that things go well with Carlson in San Jose, they resign him. He's there for a long time, which I think is very much possible. Doug Wilson's Hall of Fame plaque will probably say acquired both Joe Thornton and Eric Carlson in their primes for spare parts. Yeah, that's a good one. Right? Like think, it's so crazy because to think he was it, like, oh god, I forget which year it was. I want to say it was like 2010. I think was the year that the they played that crappy seven-seeded Avalanche team where Craig Anderson stole game three with like 58 saves and then Dan Boyle shot it in his own net and then because that was when the Sharks were if you'll remember Craig kept losing in the first round to eight seeds and seven seeds they had a lot of bad things Uh, well yeah Yeah. they had a lot of things go poorly for them and uh, you mentioned Craig Anderson there Mm -hmm. most often it was oh man we ran into a real good goalie at the bad at a bad time yeah absolutely and they were Doug Wilson if the Avalanche pulled off that series and they got up 2-1 and Game 4 went into overtime, if, if the Avalanche had a won that series, that <laughs> Doug Wilson was very much... Probably would have been fired, yeah. yeah. History is a yep. funny thing, my friend. Yep. Uh, Instead, they get to the conference finals the next two years in a row, and yep. yeah, so things, things changed. I would say, obviously, a lot to be excited about here with the addition of Eric Carlson, but Evander Kane re-signs as well. That's a big one. Um, do you feel as though the sand is running through the hourglass on this team? Yes. And I think that, like, other than the pull of the marketing in Toronto and the bed sheets and all the stuff with John Tavares, that's the reason why he picked Toronto as opposed to San Jose. Was with Toronto, it's like, oh, okay, we've actually got a few years to get this done. Yeah, with San Jose, with San Jose, you have Logan Couture, who's 29, Joe Pavelski's 34, Joe Thornton's 39, Brent Burns is 33, Mark Edward Vlasic's 31. That, that, those are bigger numbers than the age of the core that I listed off for the National Predators, obviously. And yeah, now is the time for San Jose. Now, we've been saying that for a little while. Is, oh, is the window about to close here? But it really helps to keep the window open when you stumble into good players, such as you find a Mark Edward Vlasic in the second round, or you can trade for a Brent Burns or or whatever it happens to be. Because we remember we said this four or five years ago with Marlowe and Thornton era of the team. Okay, this might be about it. And they've been good ever since. So you, you've got to find some other young dudes in order to stay this good. I don't think there's anyone in the pipeline right now who fits that description. But a really good way to reinvigorate your core is to add a 28-year-old Eric Carlson to the situation. So, yeah, I think that they're going to be in a they, – they've got this year, next year, and then we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting spot for San Jose. Their over-under is 97 and a half. Past three seasons, 98, 99, and 100 points. Uh, I love the over here, and I'm yeah, guessing the too. juice the juice goes away with the over, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think that they, they could hypothetically play this season. Obviously, this depends on health a little bit, but they could play this season, and I don't think they will because it would probably limit the ability of your team, but you could have three different defense pairings with Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, and Eric Carlson on them. Oh. You could just have one of those guys on the ice the entire game if you wanted. Yeah, I love it. San Jose Sharks over is going to be our... And here's the other thing first. that I will add mm-hmm. on the San Jose situation. Whereas I, there are some coaches that have had stuff like this where, oh, look at these three all-star defensemen or these all-star blah, blah, blah. And just have become overwhelmed by the situation, not know what to do, not know how to maximize it. Peter DeBoer will not be one of those coaches. That guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, very good call. Next up, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. I think this is going to be another one of ours, Craig. I think this is going to be another one that we that we like. Um, Eves and Kessler, they're back skating, which is good. Uh, currently going through tough contract negotiations with Nick Ritchie. 
what do Which you? Bizarre. Yeah. What do you expect from this current Mighty Ducks team, who right now are sitting at ninety-six and a half points, Chris? Ninety-six and a half points. I think that this is a this is a big time under for me. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be one of our five. And oh like, yeah, I've I I haven't look too closely at the lines you have in front of you, but let's want to, if you want to do the age thing again, let's do this. Yeah. Corey Perry, 33. Ryan Getzlaff, 33. Ryan Kessler, 34. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, 30. Cogliano, 31. Patrick Eves, 34. Uh, Adam Henrique, 28. The, the defense is younger, and Hampus Lindholm is really good. Really, really good. Uh, Josh Manson's a very good player as well. Um, Luke Shen is on this team somehow. Uh, like the defense, <laughs> the defense is a little bit uh, is a little bit younger, but uh, I could see this being a season where, unless John Gibson plays out of his mind, and last year he was fantastic, unless John Gibson plays out of his mind again, and I don't know if that's going to happen, I think we're going to have a, the, a situation where the Ducks have a real, real hard time getting um, getting things where they want them to be, and I don't think they're going to get to ninety seven points. I'm I'm. I'm sick of Anaheim. I'm sick of them and their ugly uniforms. Quite frankly, being in the playoffs every year, I'm I'm, I'm ready for an Anaheim Ducksless. You know they're bringing. Uh, you know they're bringing the third jersey back, eh? The uh, the Charlie Conway there, style. There's jersey. been a lot of that going on this year with with teams announcing third jerseys that I'm very much into. Like the Ducks announced their third ones that look really sweet. Uh, the Winnipeg. Jets uh, showed some nice ones that, yeah. that were sweet. The uh, my Colorado Avalanche went ahead and had a. I haven't uh, even looked at the Colorado ones yet. Well, they went back to that nice little. It's it's like uh, it's like a deep navy blue, but they do this uh, the symbol that I think should actually become the Colorado Avalanche's regular symbol because I think there's too much going on with that A with the, the A with the yeah. and the puck. I think that's like I'm I'm very minimalist when it comes to NHL hockey jerseys, so I like the. Like they, they did it a few years ago, but they had like giant numbers on the side, and they got rid of those. They just gave them regular size numbers, so it's much nicer looking. Um, I yeah, I I really like the the sharks also in, debuted some like really yes, really sweet shit. ones the other day. I thought that I really hope was really hoping that the sharks would go back to like the early mm-hmm. '90s teal. To be honest, yeah, but that's true. It's not the way it shook down. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, I just I look at this Anaheim thing and I just ask myself. Who scores the goals and are they fast enough, really, Craig? And and I, yeah, I like Silverberg, sure, and and they're expecting yeah. probably a little more out of Andre Kapp. Selkie candidate and, every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're they're and and Ricard Raquel is a nice player. I just think that there is a lot of dead cap money on this roster, mm-hmm. and I think that this is what I'm worried about if I'm a Ducks fan is that in 2020, 2021. When Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff are 35 and Ryan Kessler is 36, you're going to owe those guys almost 25 million bucks. That's a lot of money. Or more than 25 million bucks, rather. That's a lot of money. So we talked about San Jose's window closing. Maybe the Ducks' window is already closed because I just think they're going to have a really hard time being competitive when you owe those guys of that age, unless they age really well. And we've already seen some signs that they may not, especially Kessler. When you owe those guys at that age that kind of money, that's going to be tough to be competitive. Next up, the St. Louis Blues. Ryan O'Reilly in, and a lot of buzz around Robert Thomas and Jordan Kiru right now. A lot of buzz around those guys. Uh, I'm I'm interested in the Thomas situation. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Uh, well, let's get their their line out there. We'll talk about yeah. which of Kiru and Thomas are going to be on this team because I don't know if it's going to be both. But uh, what's what's the line? Other additions as well. Bozak, Perron, Maroon, currently 96 and a half points on the St. Louis Blues, Craig. I like the over on the Blues. Yeah, love the over. 
I just think they're like the the, the tough thing about the Blues is it's always the playoffs for them and they're basically they have to probably beat both Nashville and Winnipeg to get out of the second round. Mm-hmm. That's that's a tall order. That is a tall order and we'll see if that happens but we're talking regular season here and I like the over. Uh, Tarasenko I think is a superstar. Obviously you add a two-way player like Ryan O'Reilly who does a lot of things for your lineup. I think that's really really good news for them. Um, you got and, and you got guys like Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, uh, Bozak. If used properly, is a serviceable NHL center. I think they may have given him a little bit too much cash, but Mike Babcock shows you just you know give him offensive zone zone starts and play him in situations where he's not up against the other team's best players and he's going to be in a good spot. I like the additions they made this off season. The Patrick Maroon contract is something that. Uh, if you were looking into CBA tampering, you should probably take a very, very close look at, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and the defense is great. There's a lot of good players in the defense. So, yeah, no, I, I, I like the over on the Blues for sure. Um, can Jake Allen figure it out, I suppose, is the big question. We will see, but uh, I like the over on the Blues. Yeah, I, I barely missed the playoffs last year. Lost a lost a, uh, a win-and-get-in game on the road to the uh, to my beloved Avalanche on the last day of the season, which was, was funny. Basically a wild card game. Nope. Um, and Which, that was, by the way, I think the NHL should just do anyway. That's not the, <laughs> yeah, that's no. why the heck not. Forget point totals. From now on, if, you're, if your team's 8-9 and nine, you play in the last day of the season, we're going to figure this out in one night. Yeah, that's a lot that's, of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's happened a couple times recently. Yeah, uh, it's happened a few times, which is super cool. Now, I just want it to be in the rules that it has to. It's <laughs> just not a bad <laughs> idea. The... Yeah, I just and they, like they they nearly made the playoffs last year. One bad game against the Avalanche, basically after they pretty much waved the white flag at the, or at least management waved the white flag at the deadline with that Stasny deal too. Uh, so yeah, I think they'll. Uh, yeah, I, I I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be back in the playoffs this year. The St. Louis Blues, which I th- oh, yeah. I think when it's all said and done, my Avalanche are gonna get squeezed out because I'm expecting a couple of teams to get in. Um, Next up, last year's darling story. Anything everybody could talk about. I'm wearing the hat right now. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, Craig. Uh, Neil Perron out. Pacioretty, Stasny in. 96.5 on the Vegas Golden Knights, Craig, who stunned everybody with 109 points last year. Yeah, 109. Um, here's the thing. I think that everyone was all ready to bet the under for everything on the ninth at the end of last year. Oh, they're never going to get 109 points high again. Yeah, high and shooting percentage. The whole, whole thing. team they, with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, and... yeah. But then, crazy thing, they went out and got better players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now there's more talent on the roster. So if all of a sudden your second line is Stasny and Pacioretty and doesn't matter who else from their forward group is on that yeah. second line with them. So you've got that to add to that first line of, of Smith and Marissa show and Carlson last season, which was fantastic. And as much as I don't think you can blame Columbus for the William Carlson thing, nobody saw that coming. You can horrifically blame the Florida Panthers for giving away two thirds, one of the best lines in the league last year for nothing. Yeah. And that, that I think is going to continue to be a, a situation for the golden Knights this season. Um, that they have that fantastic first line. They've gone out and improved their depth in a very significant way. I really thought they were going to go get Eric Carlson. I thought that made a ton of sense for them, but they uh, decided that wasn't the right thing to do. They couldn't match San Jose's offer, which I'm surprised by. Nonetheless, um, I, I kind of like the over here, but it's not what I'm going to bet on. Yeah, they're, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are a complete stay away from me. I, I have no idea what 
to to think of is going to happen with this team. This team, you you could talk me into. This seems so weird to talk about in a hockey season. You could talk me anywhere between like eighty and one hundred and ten points for this team. Like any, yeah. any scenario is on the table for me with the Vegas in the Golden Pacific Knights. Division, though. Yeah, they're 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 probably still one of the three mm-hmm. best teams, right? Yeah, I think, I think the so. only yeah, like they're they're probably not as good as the Sharks. But I other agree. than that, is there anyone that you would say, oh, they're not as good as Team X? I I agree. I also think they're going to be a, a player for Mark Stone when that you know stuff yeah, starts happening. Yeah. And here's here's the, I think the dirty little secret about the Stone thing is Vegas still obviously has the cap wherewithal to take in Bobby Ryan, who is overpaid, but Bobby Ryan's an NHL player. You can put him out there on your second line, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what could happen, and what I'm sure was negotiated, is in actual dollars that are owed to David Clarkson over the next year and a half of our lives, it's $4 million bucks. The cap hit, if you add the two seasons up, is... $11 million. Can you think of a team that would like a contract where you have to write checks for $4 million, but you get cap hit for eleven? Oh, yes, the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Perhaps them. <laughs> and I just, like, the David Clarkson's contract is going to get traded again, and it's going to get traded to Ottawa at some point, be it for Stone, be it whatever. If they really all that badly want out of the Ryan thing, they can probably figure out a way to do that. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a messy, messy situation. We'll talk more about the Senators later, obviously, but um, I can definitely see Vegas being a team that uh, finds a way to improve itself. And here's one thing I want to say about George McPhee as well. In the Patch Ready trade, when he gave up Tatar, um, good on George McPhee for being able to admit a mistake because that Thomas Tatar trade of the deadline, and I think we said it on this podcast as soon as it oh, happened. Absolutely, we did. <laughs> Why did you give up that much for Thomas Tatar? Mm. Uh, a first, a second, and a third? That's like, you know, Ken Hall and the Red Wings laughing all the way to the bank on that one. Um, so I don't know why they gave up. Even I know the first was pick 30 in the draft. Uh, whatever. Um, I don't understand why they gave up that much, but they did. Um, and they a couple of months later realized that was an error and moved along from it and, and gave uh, gave Pacioretty, uh, gave, gave up uh, Tatar to get Pacioretty. And Tatar might go to Montreal and have a good opportunity and score a few goals and become a trade asset for them. So it's not a bad deal for the Habs necessarily, but uh, good on them for acknowledging, yeah, we made a mistake. Let's move on. Let's turn the page. Well, we talked about a lot of the good. Let's talk about some of the bad. Nate Schmidt, 20 game suspension for PEDs and an obvious uh, set of you, lies during interviews. Yes. Uh, you, know what, you know what helps, though, is the fact that Shea Theodore signed a contract yesterday. Mm-hmm, yes. And if you didn't have both Schmidt and Theodore, that would have been a real mm-hmm. problem. The fact that you're going to be without one for 20 games, you can figure something out there. They still got a weird thing going on with Will, Willie Carlson's. Uh, contract negotiation but i'm sure they'll figure it out they like everybody else are just as aware of his high shooting percentage i believe Craig. i that's yeah. why he I, like he signed that one year 5.25 million dollar deal he'll be restricted free agent next summer mm-hmm. if he goes out and scores he doesn't have to score 40 again obviously no. if he scores 30 he's yeah. going to get a very long very lucrative contract 25 plus i think is his yeah goal this yeah week. if if he can if he can get that it's going to be a very long very nice deal for him and look dudes that play with jonathan martha show can score points, so we'll see how that shakes down. Uh, yes or no answer. Do the Las Vegas Golden Knights make the playoffs? Yes. For me, I, they do. I agree. For me, they're, like I said, they're one of the, like, I have a hard time naming three teams in the Pacific Division better than they are. Next up, 
the Minnesota Wild. Uh, <laughs> a lot of players with a lot of term. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 95 and a half points on the Minnesota Wild, Craig. If you're a Minnesota Wild fan, I hope you like this team. Yes. Because this is your team for a long time. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I, I want the under here. Um, look, I, I, like they had some guys have real nice years last year. Eric Stahl kind of had that huge throwback Eric Stahl season. I don't know if he's doing that again at 33. We'll see. Um, obviously, they were a little bit banged up from a health perspective with Parise and Suter. But, um, no, I, I, I want the under here. Uh, they, they've got some younger guys coming up. I don't know if they're going to be guys who move the needle all that much. So give me the under here with uh, with the Wild. My only hesitation with the under, because I, I agree with you, and much like Anaheim, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to for the Minnesota Wild to not make the playoffs and waste everyone's time in the first round every year again. Um the only thing is, they just they grind out those wins, man. They grind out yeah, they do. Know, and close to 100 points every year in a first-round loss. I mean, that's 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 just mm-hmm. what this team does. And they're well-coached. I, I acknowledge yeah. that. But, um, uh, yeah, like Koivu's 35, Parise, like I said, 34, Suter, 33. Maybe, you know, time comes for everybody eventually. I think the time is coming for this Minnesota wild core, to be honest. Okay. I'll, I'll put them in, in kind of our little maybe. Sure. Here. Uh, Next up, the Dallas Stars, oh boy, who get it done with Tyler Sagan and announced the re-signing in a super awesome way on Twitter. That was incredible. Yeah, uh, new coach Jim Montgomery is in. Um, Weird rumors about them not being 100% happy with Jamie Benn that I don't get at all. Uh, 94.5 points for the Dallas Stars, Craig. Um... It's it's a good number because the problem the problem with the Dallas Stars is quite simply the whole is not the sum of their parts on this one they they should just be performing way better. Yeah, um, they should be, and we've been saying that for a while around here. Mm-hmm. And I think that they will be better. I think that they've made some additions that are going to make the team a better one. The question is, will it be enough to get them over that hump in a tough Central Division? Because let's be honest here. They're worse than St. Louis, Nashville, and Winnipeg. I think that much is clear. So if that's the situation, they're in a really, really tough spot to make the playoffs. They're fighting for a wild card spot all of a sudden. So if you're looking at, hey, is there teams that Colorado is going to be battling, this is this is definitely going to be one of those teams. And obviously with them, it always comes down to how many, how much, how much goaltending you're going to get. Yeah. And the Stars this past year, um, they. It was Bishop was okay. Bishop was okay. So uh, we'll see what happens going forward here. Uh, they got 92 points last year. What's the line this year now? 94 and a half. Stay away think, from me. I th- yeah, I, I still. I think. I, I think it. I, I kind of like the under if I'm going at all. But yeah, I don't, I'm not going to invest heavily in this. Did Did you hear the the rumors or what they offered Ottawa for Carlson? No. Okay, this, this is this is what's been rumored by a few people out there, is uh, Rupe Hintz, Devin yep. Shore, Julius Honka, and some guaranteed picks with no stuff on them, no little my, casualties. My, my gut would tell me that that is better than what the Sharks gave up. I absolutely think it's much better than, than what the Sharks and gave And I know up. there are some people that are not Julius Honka believers. I think he's fine. Uh, obviously, Ottawa would have probably wanted Miro Heiskanen, and that's yeah, not, that's and, uh, more than once from what I, I've been reading is like teams anytime they do they ask about him and and he's just off the table as far as the stars are concerned. 
That's what sure. I've been reading anyway. Yeah, that's, that, that's fine uh, for a year of Eric Carlson, whatever. That said, I will say this. If you had an Eric Carlson who was motivated to re-sign with the Dallas Stars, and who knows, you could have at least asked him. Uh, I would give up Miro Heiskanen for that because Carlson lines up with you have Ben and Sagan already. So let's just have someone that lines up with uh, with our window here. But uh, no, I, I I get why they would have said no to Heisk on Heiskanen, not knowing whether or not Carlson was going to stick around. Los Angeles Kings, Craig. They bring in Ilya Kovalchuk at age 35, who I'm not sure. Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to go ahead and say he won't make them any faster. Um, that's uh, that's reasonable bet. You know what? He's going to make them better shooters, though. Jeez. That's true. Uh, God, this team is so slow, though. Uh, all the Jeff Carter ankle quotes scare the living hell out of me. Yes. 93 and a half on the Los Angeles Kings. Under. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think they just? I mean, we we mentioned the sands through the hourglass on the on the San Jose Sharks. The LA Kings not too far behind them. Yeah. Um, last year when Drew Doughty wasn't on the ice, it was a bad year. <laughs> uh, even Kopitar wasn't up to his usual standards. Offensively, he had the best year he's had in a while, but as far as making sure the puck's going the right way, Kopitar wasn't up to his usual standards. Um, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm feeling the under here because if you look, if you look at the roster, uh, this is a situation where there are a lot of guys who are, as you said, a little bit older – and further to that, even before you factor in the sands of time, uh, this is a this is a team that didn't have a lot of depth, and depth has been an issue for them for a while. So Toffoli and, and Pearson, they're nice players, but the guys who are at the top of the lineup, they're aging a little bit, and Ely Kovalchuk's 35. So I'm, I'm not sure that that was the solution to the problems here. And yeah, like you said, the Jeff Carter health situation is a big question mark too. Calgary Flames. Dougie Hamilton out, Michael Furlan out, Adam Fox out, in Hannafin, Lindholm, and Neal. Um, you know, with Dallas, you want to talk about less than the sum of their parts. Woo! Calgary Flames, 93 and a half, Craig. With Calgary Flames. The Hamilton trade was a horrible one. It was an off... Was that... Well, here's a funny one. Is Was that the worst trade of this offseason? Somehow with it wasn't, the, I don't Carl, think. You know what? Like... <laughs> Galchenyuk for uh, no even Galchenyuk for Domi I could sort of see what mm-hmm. the argument was. Um, I, I think that like the Senators get a little bit of a rough ride from the point where everyone knew they had the trade Carlson, so that kind of damaged his value a bit. No one knew anything about whether or not the Flames had the trade Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, so that that might have been worse. And like obviously, Hamilton's not as good as Carlson, and. Hannafin's probably better than anyone San Jose got uh, gave up for for Carlson, but I just I, I don't get that trade. I do not get that trade, and they are they are going to be a worse team because of that. And they've made some very very much head scratching decisions for me on defense the last little bit here. Um, but Dougie Hamilton was part of a fantastic pair, and I think they made one heck of a bet on Noah Hannafin. We'll see if it pays off, but. I don't. I, I that's not a bet I would have made on Noah Hannafin. He's fine, but is he a number two defenseman in the NHL at this point? Yeah, you have a hard time talking me into that. Ninety-three and a half. You feel good either way. I feel. I feel better about the under. And there's a lot of good things on this team. Kachuk mm-hmm. is really good. 
He's really good. Goodrow, Monaghan. These are good players. Backland is fantastic. One of the most underrated players in the league. But this is a stay away for me. Yeah, maybe stay away is better for it because you're, you're right. It's just it's just hard to really know where some of this is going to wind up. How did this roster with Dougie Hamilton on get 93 points last year? How did that happen? They had some rotten That's, luck last year too with the injury. They did. And stuff. They score adjusted. Of course, they were third in the league. Jeez. Mm, oh, and got. Oh no, they had 84 points last year. Oh my lord. Yeah. Nonetheless, score adjusted. Corsi, third in the league, 84 points. How does that happen to you? So bad. Obviously, bad goaltending and bad shooting, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Speaking of bad stuff, Edmonton Oilers, Craig, uh, 91 and a half points. The Edmonton Oilers. I. I I need to see some consistency before I, I'm going to pull money out of my pocket and, and bet it on the Edmonton. Let's Oilers. ask this question. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid shows up for camp and says, you know what? I actually don't even like hockey. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that's something that happened. Mm-hmm. What's the Oilers line? 70? 72? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's Connor McDavid's worth 20 points. Yeah. I, I mean... I got I, I I mean I I like that the fact that they're gambling on Tobias Reader, but this is a team that is still missing wingers in D. Those those that's a lot of positions where they're missing stuff, Greg. They're missing they're missing the players who aren't McDavid. They're having yeah. a real hard time with those with those positions. And and if you're gonna go and if you're gonna go over ninety one and a half, you, you need Cam Talbot. Like you need Cam Talbot yes. to be good, and and I'm just not willing to place my money. Connor on Connor McDavid right? is the best hockey player on the planet, but not even he can. Yeah. single-handedly outscore that. He would have so. to do, like, I mean, there's always the argument of he does what Nathan McKinnon and Taylor Hall did for their respective franchises last year where he just has a a, a year so good that he drags everybody up with him. But Yes, and here's the thing, though. McDavid was just as good as those guys, if not better, last season. And yeah. it didn't matter because there weren't enough other dudes around. That's true. Because that was, you know, the old, you know, do you have to make the playoffs to win the MVP debate? Yeah, was, and was I don't know if again. you have to make the playoffs. However, I think that your team has to at least be in the conversation later than December. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> like, I've, I, and that, that, that to me is where I fall in that particular debate is if your team misses out on the last day, okay, I'll vote for you for the Hart Trophy. If your team was dead in the water before Christmas, eh, I, I 90, got 91 out. and a half. Am I thinking about this? Should we just be taking the under? Like, is this, is this, uh, I have no exceeded, interest. They've exceeded 88 points. I'm looking at this. They've, they've, they've cracked 88 points once in the past 12 years. Yes. But that was the year that they had Connor McDavid and Talbot was fine. Yeah. I you know, like, they still have Connor McDavid and Talbot might, if, if Talbot's fine and McDavid is healthy, mm-hmm. this is probably an over. Yeah. You know, like, I know there's a lot of other problems. I know Sakara's hurt. I understand that. Um, but if if McDavid's healthy and, and Talbot stops the puck on a somewhat regular basis, this is probably an over. Next up, my beloved Colorado Avalanche, who squeaked into the playoffs last year and actually gave Nashville a little bit of a fit in the first round. I was glad they just didn't look like uh, chumps. Didn't expect to win that series. Um... Ninety and a half. Uh, God, really like the Philip Grubauer move. Thought that was a good piece of business. Yep. I fully expect if they are even remotely involved in a playoff spot that they will at least kick the tires on Mark Stone. But I would say that's that's a good bet. Here's the, here's here's what I would say, and I know we talked about this before. If you're the Avalanche, 
why didn't you call up the Senators and say, you want that first round pick back? That's fine. It costs Stone and Carlson. I, yeah, I just don't. You cannot, but yeah. you, you have to give us both. Yeah, did that have to be a. Uh... Yeah, I, I just, I really think because with, with Stone you know, and Carlson, all of a sudden this mm-hmm. team's a real problem. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read anything about about. I, I, I would suspect because but... Carlson had the full no trade. Yeah, I would suspect that this no, would not have been on his list of top destinations, which yeah. is fine. It's a, it's a building team, but I would have, I would have at least kicked the tire, and maybe the Avalanche did, and it just didn't get out. But I would at least said, okay, you want that first round pick back? That's fine. It costs you Stone and Carlson. That's the, that's the price of doing business here. I was gonna say that they probably didn't want to do business with a team that fleeced them already once, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they went ahead and traded them to the Sharks. So, like, <laughs> so that's not right. Yeah, uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly that didn't uh, offend anybody in the Ottawa front yeah. office. And, um, and Ottawa did have the whole thing where apparently just they refused to trade them in the Eastern Conference, which whatever. I I'm I'm going to go to my dying day and say that. Eugene Melnick, in his craziness, decided to go down to Pierre Duran's office before the Carlson to San Jose trade, realizing what happened with the Hoffman to San Jose trade, and said, if Eric Carlson plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs this season, you're fired. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> in, in this in this era of, of, you know, we don't really have rivalries, and you should make the best deal, and, and stuff like that, and, and, you know, like... Yep. Oh, Kawhi Leonard should get traded to the Lakers because it's the best deal and stuff like that. You know, a little bit good. Like, uh, allow me to be the only person to say good on Eugene Melnick for at least being like, man, fuck those guys. Right? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree. Uh, oh, but right, here's it's the terrible, thing. It's terrible business. But like, Oh, it's terrible business. Know. And here's like, it, 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 it clearly wasn't about the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. because by all accounts, they had him trade the Tampa earlier in the summer. True. And then something fell apart. So it wasn't about the division. It wasn't about the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. That was about Toronto. Yeah, he just didn't want to drop Carlson into their laps, which, yeah. Yeah, which, like, I understand, like, this year, like, you put Eric Carlson on that team, and that's... <laughs> um, so I understand why Eugene Mellick didn't want to, like, send the Stanley Cup to to Toronto himself, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, under for me on the Avalanche, and uh, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it one of my bets. Uh, in fact, I'm definitely not going to make it one of my bets, because why would I cheer for my team to go under? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, Craig, 84 and a half. Um, I mean, we, we don't know if they're going to be with or without Corey Crawford when this season starts. It looks like he's probably going to miss some time, but perhaps sooner rather than later. Uh, I guess what I'm asking is, can they get back to the playoffs, Craig? And if they can, you definitely like the over, I think. Yeah, here's I don't think they're getting back to the playoffs, okay. Pierce. Like, let's just like, and uh, this might be a hot take. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to finish last in this division again. Okay. Well, let's say you're right. My question for you, let's pretend like you're right because it's more fun that way. The question I have for you is: Does ownership get a little bit impatient and perhaps make a silly deal involving, say, a Patrick Kane or a Jonathan Taves or maybe no. a Duncan Keith? Uh, I will say no to that. Okay. A uh, couple reasons: If things go bad this year, and you look at Jonathan, and this uh, this might sound incredibly hot takey. If Jonathan Taves was put on waivers tomorrow and the Leafs claimed him, I'd be furious. Well, that's like all contract stuff, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh sure, of course it is. Mm -hmm. But how you're not trading Jonathan Taves because I don't think anyone wants Jonathan Taves. Mm -hmm. 
So even if even if you wanted to trade Jonathan Taves tomorrow, you're going to have a hard time trading that ten million bucks in 2023. Um, Kane is a little bit of a different story, obviously. I think that they I think that they might just be in the mode where we won three Stanley Cups. These are our guys. Let's just see what we can do about being competitive around them. Let's not do anything crazy. And, and the, this is the situation. And say for a couple of deals, this regime has been pretty good at restocking the yes. cupboard. So yes, I would, I I would, would just, agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I like, think the one inexplicable thing they did, and it's probably cost them Teravinen. Yeah. Well, it was the Seabrook contract that, and and the Bickle mm-hmm. contract obviously wasn't good, but uh, they they were a little bit too loyal to a couple of guys, and maybe that's the case with Taves and Kane. Maybe they should have traded Jonathan Taves two years ago. I don't know, but they've decided that those are our guys. You won three Stanley Cups with those guys, and they're just going to be Blackhawks forever. That 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 appears to be the way that they've decided to go about things, and I'm not going to be argumentative about that. Uh, Eighty-four and a half. Do you like the over the under either way? Under. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure if we'll like make it last year. Five, though. No, I, I, I kind of, I would think about it because okay. you know, yeah, you know, write you it down. At, yeah, yeah, at least consider it. Only because last year they had 76 points. Where are the other four wins coming from? What, what's better about this team? Good point. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, a lot of moving and shaking in Galchenyuk, Hinostroza, and Oliver Ekman Larson's the new captain. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget about Marian Hosa. He's on the Coyotes now. Yeah, also true. Um, <laughs> can they be Colorado? Can they be this year's Colorado slash New Jersey, Craig? Uh, they could. There's a non-zero chance of that, but uh, you got to have Anti-Rant to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And you've got to find some scoring from somewhere in the lineup. Like obviously Galchenyuk's a nice add. I, I like to think I like to think of Galchenyuk, you know, after games, you know, like like putting his jersey on on the hook at his at his locker, you know, and then looking to his right and seeing not very much, and then looking to his left, not seeing you know anything, and then kind of looking back in his locker room and going, "This is nice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just this is nice. I like this. This is you relaxing. Know? Like, this is, yeah. yeah, this is." I'm fine with this. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not having to answer questions about PK Subban or Carey Price or whatever it happens to be today. It's where are you going to play fun. this week, Galchenyuk? Do you think yeah. they'll start you at Waterboy? Or <laughs> <laughs> jeez, um, lot of lot of buzz on this team for for an over. I think at eighty and a half, just based on what they did in the back half last year, which I eighty like and a half is low. Which I, like to call I like the I like the over gold. here too. Yeah, I it is low. I, I don't know if I don't know if it's like the, their start last year. There's no way it's worse this season. There's no way the start is worse this season. Yeah, and they've got some guys that are you know going to be aging the right way from the perspective of Keller. Obviously, the Dvorak contract makes me scratch my head, but he's he's a good enough player. Christian Fisher, like they've got some dudes that can play up front. Uh, Henestroza, like he's 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 a, he's a piece. Like they they took on Marion Hosa's money, quote unquote money, only a million bucks per year. Nonetheless, they took on Marion Hosa's cap hit to get him. I understand why they would do that. Uh, they've got some good players on defense. Um, no, I, I I'm definitely I'm definitely very much in favor of this going over eighty. Last year, part of the problem was Ranta was hurt. We'll see if he's healthy this year. But yeah, I think that. I think the over on the 80 is uh, is definitely where I want to be on that team. 
last in the West, Vancouver Canucks, 77 and a half. Uh, I don't have much to say about Vancouver other than Pedersen looks real good. <laughs> yes. He looks like he's Pedersen a lot of fun. looks real good. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about the Vancouver Canucks. Of the 30 NHL teams that are not owned by Eugene Melnick, they are the worst run. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, any interest in the 77 and a half? Not really. Yeah. But what I'll tell you about that 77 and a half is that the line would be exactly the same whether or not Jay Beagle was getting paid $3 million over the next four years and whether or not Antoine Roussel was getting paid $3 million a year over the next four years. But they are for some reason. All right, Eastern Conference. I'm going to try to pick up the pace a little bit here, Craig. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Yeiserman out all of a sudden. Uh, please don't go to Detroit. Um much like I mentioned with the Nashville Predators early when we did this, I'm I'm happy that Tampa didn't do anything drastic in like like nothing stupid. No, I, w- they... I wish they did something horrifying. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> but as as an outsider, I I'm just glad I, I they didn't do anything. And and Yajman and Co have shown that they're they're too smart to. And and stuff like and that, Julian so. Breezeball, who yeah. is to be a really really smart. Uh, the they, only thing they thought about doing seriously was trading for Eric Carlson, which, like, sure. True, yeah. And uh, apparently putting Jake Dodgson on some sort of uh, program. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, that's the thing. Um, one, 107 and a half. It's too high for me to Yeah, to it's on, too high I, for yeah. me, too. Um, this this team's pretty good, though, Very good. obviously. It's just too many points. I just It's the same thing in baseball when you see those lines where they're like, oh, you know, like 99 wins. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, you, not a lot has to go wrong for that to not even be a factor, right? So, yeah. um, no, I like this group. And this is the last year for a bit. Like, they're going to have to make some tough choices after this season, I think. Because as of next year, they have got $65 million committed to 12 dudes. That's going to take some figuring out. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but for now, they're in a they're in a good spot, and they're probably as good as anybody. We will see exactly how things shake down this season. But uh, I'm not taking the under on the 107. I'll tell you that much right now. No, I agree. It's just yeah, I don't like the under, but I don't like the high. Uh, we'll come back to the Leafs. The Pittsburgh Penguins, 103 and a half points. Uh, again, too high. I don't like to predict that a team is going to go over a hundred points, but uh, I mean, it's just more of the same from the Penguins. They're going to be right back in there with a chance to win it again. <laughs> they have they have two generational hockey players. They have two guys that will be that will go down amongst the three best of their generation. The other one plays for Washington. They have two generational players, and when you have had that for as long as they have. You're going to win a lot of games, and you're going to win the Stanley Cup sometimes. And obviously, they have been doing that. Um, if you look at the Penguins the last couple of years, 100, 111, 104, they're going to be right around that particular zone. 109 in 2013, 2014, they're going to be right around that particular zone. So, yeah, I um, I, I don't necessarily like betting the the big numbers either, but I, I kind of like the over, especially in the division they're in. I kind of like the over. It's not going to be one of my five that I push here, but it's a, it's a good one. Completely agree. Uh, next up, the Boston Bruins, Craig, your favorite team. Um, I mean, the biggest thing going going for me right now with this team, they, they're at 102.5. The biggest think like they're, they're not healthy right now they're not healthy going into the season and i i don't want to go over on a team with 100 and like looking for 103 points 
when you know they're not really healthy, and Brad Marchand could get suspended suspended at any moment for <laughs> doing something stupid, right? Like, uh, no, I kind of like the under here as well. Okay. Um, Boston's I mean, good. I'm not. They're, they're, like, I'm they're not good, in love but... with the under. I just don't like the over. Is is is. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're, they're a team so with some – they've got some some really good younger pieces, but they're a team that really depends on some older guys as well. So um, specifically, uh, they, they're really, really dependent on a dude who's 41. Yeah. And I know he's pretty good, but uh, they're really dependent on a dude who's 41. So that's an issue. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Do you see the clips of those guys in the uh, – the, uh, God, I can't remember who it was, but there were the guys who would go to beer leagues and give them Zidane Ochara stick. No, but that sounds amazing. Oh, it's pretty funny. Like nine, the, the like nine foot look, because this stick's nine feet long. Right? And yes. And Charles, like they're like, here, play with the sticks that Dano Char plays with, and like nobody can get around. It's, it's. I highly encourage people to YouTube that. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was freaking hilarious. Um, I'm not sure how good John Moore is, and he's the fourth best defenseman. In the, uh, I guess fifth best defenseman in this roster. Nonetheless, it's uh, there's the the defense leaves a little bit to be desired for me. And they're not quite as deep as four. They got some useful pieces in the bottom six, but they're not quite as deep as at four to say Toronto is. Philadelphia Flyers, 98 and a half points, just more of the same from them. You love what they got up front. You hate what they got in the defense and the net and uh, this weird mascot that they've got. I don't know if you saw that guy. That they debuted. Uh, that I was... did. Uh, there was a bit on FM 96 this morning that suggested that uh, of everyone who works at Chorus Radio London, I'm the one who lo- most looks like the new Flyers mascot, which is oh, interesting. It's not, not been a good day for me. That's, uh, a, shot, that's <laughs> a shot across the bow, Craig. I suggest you that's take everybody involved I said, in that down. I said, hey. <laughs> Hey, at the very least, my eyes are not googly. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I mean, it, like I described it, it, it basically it looked like Yuppie, like the former Expos, now Montreal Canadiens mascot. It looked like Yuppie's like evil twin from Dimension X, and which I know, I guess, fits the Philadelphia Flyers motif. But I guess so. Here we uh, are. Ninety-eight and a half. What do you think, Craig? Hmm. I mean, I just I love what they got up front, and I hate what they got after that. Like the JVR uh, ad is nice. I yeah. think that. That means Gosh, that Wayne Simmons is probably Wayne Simmons is probably not long for this world uh, in Philadelphia um, because they do a lot of the same stuff. Uh, yeah, I think the over. I think the over. If I'm if I'm betting one, just based on I like you know, there's usually three teams per division with 100 points right now. If the Flyers aren't one of them in this division, who's the other? Who are the other ones going to be? Like you know. Penguins, I guess. I, I think that Washington's about to have a down year. The Islanders and Rangers are both terrible. I think the Devils are about to pull back a little bit. We'll talk about those in a second. But the uh, the, the Flyers are good, and that may be the 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 exception rather than the rule in the Metropolitan Division this season. Washington Capitals, who you mentioned, ninety eight and a half points. Um, there's been so much bad trades and whatnot that have happened recently that we've forgotten the ugly Tom Wilson contract that the Washington yeah. Capitals gave out. Um, oh, great. One of the worst contracts of recent memory. Um, Todd Reardon, new coach. Um, my only question, will there be a figurative and perhaps literal hangover for this team, Craig? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Alex Ovechkin and bless his soul yeah. has been playing NHL hockey for a long time and disappointment after disappointment after disappointment and kind of just waiting and they finally beat the Penguins and they finally win the Stanley Cup yeah. like so I great. think that Such a great somehow story. somehow winning the Stanley Cup gets made more special because Pittsburgh was one of the teams along the way Absolutely. I think that if they weren't part of it it, it, it still would have been great for the Cavs but it, it wouldn't have been quite the same 
Um, uh, but Ovechkin's 33 all of a sudden. And TJ Oshie is 31 all of a sudden. And I just think that the this this core had a, was a little bit held together with with duct tape this past season, and then all of a sudden Braden Holtby gets a little hot, and the power play gets hot, and they they start really moving. But um, I'm not quite sure they're able to hold it, to hold it together this year. So I'm I'm very much in on the under here. This is a dead nuts lock under for me. Like it's just yeah. they're they're they they don't have that chip on their shoulder type thing anymore. Like even if they lose, Ovechkin's gonna go back in the locker room and be like. Who cares? We won last year, sort of a thing, yeah. right? I think, and and like not to cast aspersions you, on him or anything like that, but he because he deserves everything that he he got last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad so he glad. Did. I'm so glad that he won. Yeah, I, I'm me just too. Glad we that don't that, have to listen to any of that bullshit spring, anymore. Spring of 2018 gets to be part of his legacy forever, yeah. and we don't have to like you know because someone would have written the column. I can guarantee you the column when Ovechkin was eligible for Hall of Fame mm-hmm. time, which should be by the way. The day he hangs up his skates, yeah. someone was going to write the column. Why are we putting this guy in the Hall of Fame? Never won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It's though Clark effing Gillies is in the goddamn Hall of Fame. Oh, um, yeah, no, it's true. I know. Uh, that's the th- that's the one I'm we go to. Is glad that column, uh, th- I'm just glad that column is never going to be written now because you can't yeah. write it. I'm so just glad. glad. Absolutely yeah. love it. it. One of the dead nuts on unders for me though is Washington. Yeah, I, agree. I agree entirely. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, ninety-seven and a half. Um, they got some weird, just real awkward scenario going on with Bobrovsky right now. You mentioned the big gulf for Vegas as far as where they might end up. I think mm-hmm. this might be the team with the biggest gulf in the league for yeah. me. Columbus also... Because there's a lot that can go right and there's a lot that yeah. can go wrong. And they also have the thing of they are going to have to decide at some point this season if they're going to push all their chips in the middle or not, right? So if you're gambling yes. on this team, you have to figure out if you think they're going to shove all in or not. And if they shove all in, then you got to go with the over. And if you think they're not going to shove all in, you got to go the other way and go with the because under. There's every chance in the world in January they fold and they trade Bosky and Panarin. Exactly. Which is why it, this is and a you know what? stay away that from may me. Not, yeah, that may not be a bad idea. I agree. Like, I can understand why the Jackets would do that. Mm-hmm. Because... They've got some good. They might have some good years coming up. They're going to have Seth Jones in here for a while at a pretty reasonable rate, and Seth Jones is really good. And they're going to have some other guys who are, I think, a big part of what could be a very successful team. Pierre Luc Dubois, obviously, and Bjorkstrand. They've got some good players. Um, so I can understand how they might want to say, "Let's see what we can get for Panarin Bobrovsky if we're not going to win this year, and try to reload and see about next season." Yeah, just a complete stay away from me. And uh, yeah, and there's always the John Tortorella thing of when they're going to get sick of him and stuff oh, and like I that. Mention, right? Yes, there's, there's definitely that element. I didn't yeah. mention Wierenski, by the way. You might be the most valuable piece of the entire group. Yeah, so just a complete stay away. You don't know Columbus. They, they're going to zig or zag, and I just uh, like not even going to posture like I, like I pretend to know what, what they're going to do. Florida Panthers, 94 and a half over. Over for me. This is a playoff team. I think it's a playoff team, too. Just from this perspective, there's obviously the big three teams at the top of this division mm-hmm. with Toronto, Tampa, and Boston. I don't think that it takes much imagination to think that Montreal, Detroit, and Ottawa will be terrible. Yes. Buffalo might still be terrible. In fact, they probably will be because Ryan O'Reilly's out. And yeah, you know, you bring in Darlene. That's good news. But Darlene's an 18-year-old defenseman. Those guys typically don't move the needle that much. Uh, and I know that Dullian's a generational player. I don't dispute that. But it's hard to move the needle a lot if you're an 18-year-old defenseman in the NHL. So 
I think Florida could get to this 95 just from beating up on those bad teams. That's my thinking as well. Just don't start poorly. That's it. Just don't don't have a bad October November like they do pretty yep. much every year. And in. you know what they you know what they were missing last year was a guy who didn't need a lot of shots to score goals. Oh, and they found him. And, yeah, they found Mike Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's that's good for them. Yeah. So uh, one of the dead nuts on for me is 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 the over on the Florida Panthers. Uh, New Jersey Devils ninety one and a half. Uh, John Morrow's out. They're in the same boat as Colorado, where they exceeded expectations a little bit there, thanks to a superstar player that they have. Um, I mean, the only thing I have... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say under on the 91.5 for the Devils. Me too. Not dead nuts on, but um, under. Uh, my only question I have that I want answered is, do you think Ty Smith makes this team, Craig? And if he does, does he play more than nine games? Huh. He plays nine and then goes back. Yeah, I think so too. Damn, that's a shame, but uh, probably smart. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's the right deal. Um, at least that would be that would be my prediction. And I get that. Um, and I know they've been you know they've been using him on the power play and it, like with with like the guys and all that stuff. But um, I would be loath to burn a year of Ty Smith's contract on an 18 year old defenseman in the NHL season. I, that would be, that would be really, really tough for me to justify or 19, I guess either way. Uh, he'll be 19 in March. Uh, I, I, I would be loath to do that. That would be, that'd be difficult for me to do. So if I were them, I'd let, you know, let him play the nine games. Then, then he can go back and, and figure things out and he can play for Canada in the world juniors and everyone's having a good time. But, uh, I know he's had a great camp, but send him back. Carolina Hurricanes, I really like this over. 84 and a half. Um, I, I'd like this over, but for some reason, I feel like I want you to talk me out of it, Craig. Um, Dougie Hamilton, Michael Furland, Adam Fox in. Man, they just need mediocre goaltending, and they're probably a playoff team, right? Like, yeah, God. but how many years in a row we said that about yeah. the Carolina Hurricanes? I don't know what their weird attachment First is to Cam score Ward, adjusted. Right? I don't know what it is either. First and score adjusted Corsi, by the way, again this season. Yeah. Rod Brindamore, new head coach. Um, 84 and a half. I really like the over, but I just, I don't know if I have the gumption to actually pull money out of my pocket. I think that I would probably do it because here's the thing. Okay. The goaltending could be bad and they could still get to 85. All right. So, you know, like, it, you, you know, you know that's, they got 83 last year. You know, like they don't, the goaltender doesn't have to be good to get to 85. All right. So we'll go. You know what I mean? Like if, if even if it's like, you know, it's not, it doesn't even have to be mediocre. Uh, they can get to 85 with that because I think they're going to be good enough and have the puck enough that they're going to be in a nice spot. So yeah, for me, it's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm over with the hurricanes. I know famous last words. And I say that every year, but all the advanced stats say, Oh, this team was really unlucky this year. And yeah, I know they went out and, and moved Jeff Skinner, but, uh, no, give me, uh, give me the over on, uh, on the hurricanes. I believe in some of their younger guys being a year better. And I think that's a good news story. New York Islanders, 93 and a half, points uh john Tavares obviously out are they ewing theory oh, candidate really? craig <laughs> uh i didn't hear about john Tavares leaving the new york Islanders. that's cool yeah apparently that uh oh i guess i uh, we'll, we'll probably figure out where he signed later in the podcast exactly um there i i have a heart like ewing theory in basketball i sort of understand like oh, okay the offense isn't running through this guy anymore they can open up do some more things well what about the miami dolphins right now craig they lost their best player who hadn't won a playoff game Cutler? No, and Dominic Sue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'm, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, if, if let me tell you this, uh, the Dolphins are gonna. I think they're gonna get smoked by New England this weekend. But that's yeah. we'll talk about this and we'll talk about that in a little while. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that the uh, here's the thing. I would have been okay with. Oh yeah, maybe the Islanders aren't gonna be so bad. Here's why I would be concerned if I'm an Islanders fan. Matt Martin, Valtteri Filippo, Leo Komarov. And then you add in Scott Mayfield and all these other guys that you have you've signed to long-term deals, who are questionable depth pieces at best. And you think to yourself, Ugh. oh, Ross Johnston is the other one. They got that guy for four years, and he's not an NHL player. Like I would be incredibly concerned by the direction of management this season, and I would. Here's I think that it's more likely that. Jordan Eberle's out of there relatively soon just to make sure you get some stuff for him than anything else. Brock Nelson, same deal. Probably the same deal with Anders Lee. Um, I think that if you bet the under here, you'll have the benefit of this team will have been stripped for parts. Basically, everyone other than Barzal and Beauvillier, this team will have been stripped for parts relatively close to the deadline, if not before then. And then it's going to be Barzal, Beauvillier, and a bunch of guys who probably shouldn't be in the NHL. Uh before the Islanders fans listening to this jump off a ledge, um, we'll just say, great draft. Oh, yeah. Really Not good that. draft. Um, yeah, no adoption, fine player. Not going to help you much this season, but no, fine player. No, for my money, the Bobrovsky rumors, they, this, they're, they're a Bobrovsky candidate, I think. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, but that, that, would, that would require them to give up pieces for... True. The, the young pieces like Josh Hosang, Josh Hosang not being in the NHL this season to start the season is inexplicable to me. Um, this is the Islanders have to realize this is a rebuild season and yeah. they should be trying to get guys like him actual NHL ice time as opposed to playing in Bridgeport or wherever the hell the team is right now. But instead, no, they're going to have all sorts of ice time for Valtteri Filippola for some reason, who's 34 years old and has a no movement clause for some reason. Sometimes it's as simple as this for me, Craig. Uh, their over-under is 83.5. They had 80 points last year, and they don't have John Tavares this year. That's a that's you know, a really good way to look at this. Sometimes, sometimes it's just that simple for me. Um, and if you were thinking it was going to get better with this next team, well, it's not. The Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Patchetti, Galchenyuk out. Uh, hey, Craig, what is the Domi's family favorite Zack Snyder movie? Sucker Punch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know Sucker Punch was a Zack Snyder movie, but I figured that was the way that joke was going. Um, I mean, Max did it wrong. Like the the only thing that well, not the only thing Max did wrong, but like, anyway. But for the purpose of my joke, I'm he gonna did say several this, things incorrectly. I'm gonna say the only thing he did wrong for the purpose of my joke is that he didn't do it to Brad Marchand. Because when his dad did it, it was to Ulf Samuelson, who basically when he did it, like I I love the clip of like. He sucker punches Ulf Samuelson and Harry Neal is on the microphone going, well, we all knew this day was going to come. <laughs> you know, like, it's finally here. I, here. <laughs> I compare that to this. It's a little bit different situation because the, the guy's not a goon. But yeah. remember when Phil Kessel, like, basically, like, was doing, like, axe swings of his hockey John stick Scott, yeah. against John Scott? Yeah, and the looked, NHL's reaction was, Neh. Yeah, he looked like George Michael when he was doing yeah. like the lightsaber, like the, the Star Wars kid lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And yeah. the NHL's reaction to that was, oh, I don't really care about this. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I've got other things to do. Bill Cat's suspended for two preseason games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, and yeah, okay, Domi, right, same fine. thing, pretty much. Yeah. Domi, we're really yeah. upset with what you did. Here's four preseason games, buddy. <laughs> like, so Here's bad. why the Domi one bugs me. Yeah. The Domi one bugs me because he did it to a star player in Aaron Eckblad. Yeah. Phil Kessel was provoked and did it to a guy who's nothing but a goon in John Scott. Yeah. Uh, I think that that, that that punishment really, really bugs me. And I called it, like, in our newsroom the next day at 980, I said to a couple of the guys in the newsroom, yeah. Max Domi's not going to miss a single regular season game. Well, people didn't believe me, but you know, no way to go out the NHL there, you know, right? justice never fails. Just <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Uh, people said that I was wrong, but the, like I said, the NHL Wheel of Justice never fails to uh, it, never fails to disappoint, or in the very least, horrify. Even if they did, it would have been like two games max, right? Oh like yeah. He should probably get ten regular season games for sucker punching, in my opinion. That's what I would I, do anyway. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um. Boy, this team is not what Carey Price and Shea Weber signed up for. Uh, no. Well, Shea <laughs> Weber, his defense, didn't sign up for anything on this team. True. Uh, um, he signed up for Philadelphia Flyers, and here he is. Um, 80, yeah. Eighty and a half. For the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, what your bet here is how many games is Carey Price playing? Yeah, exactly. Or and how many does he steal? <laughs> right yes. After that, yes. Right? So, um, because this team yeah. is like, mm-hmm. this is the the bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on how well Par Lindholm does and a couple other things, there might be nights when Toronto plays Montreal this season, depending on who's lining up at center, all that stuff. There might be nights when Toronto has the four best centers on the ice. Yeah. They're, That's oof. yeah. There, 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 there might be nights when Tavares and, and your boys don't play the third period. Like they might have like fourteen, like twelve to fourteen here's, minute games. Here's the thing: the Leafs center situation. Kadri, Tavares, and Matthews are three of them. You can't bench all those guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I have I have no desire to bet either way on on the Montreal Canadiens because you're you're. Yeah, you're just betting on what carry price is. And you know what? 80 and a half is pretty damn low in this division. And I'm going to say the same thing when we talk about the next team. It's pretty damn low. And the bottom half of this division is so stupid. And with the three-point games, you, I could see the Habs, like, having a mediocre, like, 81-point season and hitting the over, right? Like, it's... Just... How many how many teams finished below 80 last year? It was a relatively small number. It was, like, Canucks, Sabres, Senators, Rangers... Blackhawks. Arizona, Chicago, Detroit. So, like, you're basically saying is Montreal one of, like, five or six worst teams in the league? Um... Nine teams I, don't, I think year. that... What? Nine? Nine? Teams, nine teams last year total, but in the East it was one, two, three, four... Five, and the Islanders finished. The Islanders finished at eighty. Yeah. So like it's it's tough. I just eighty so low, and with three point games, I just don't think it's smart. I just don't like going below below eighty unless I'm really really. They really got seventy one last year, and Price barely played. But Pacioretty was there, and Galchenyuk was there. Yeah. How are they going to score goals? Price Price could put together a season that is his best season ever, and they might yeah. lose two one every night. That's true. I w- I'd probably bet any over if I bet this, but you're right. It's low. It's yeah. low. Um, Buffalo Sabres. Darlene in. I mean, get on the hype train for the Buffalo Sabres, right? They draft Darlene. They trade for Jeff Skinner. This team, I think of three things when I think of this team, Craig. I think of speed. I think of speed. And I think of speed. And I think that's smart. They just, they've just decided to rebuild this team and just get super fast. I like it, but they're a year away from being a year away for me. So 79 and a half. Yeah, I like, uh, and that's that's probably an over for me still because I think they're better than this. But yeah. I like Middlestat. 
I think that he's going to be a, uh, a really important piece for them this year. They go out and get Connor Sheary essentially for nothing. He's at least an NHL caliber winger on a team that lacked those last season. Um, the defense is obviously a problem. Rasmus Ristolainen is probably still going to be their best defenseman. And as we've seen, that is, that's a disaster. Um, if, if Dallin is like someone who really, really helps them this year, that just shows what kind of a generational talent he is. But Look, we've seen eight. Like we saw Victor Hedman come into the NHL at 18, and he wasn't really much of a guy then. Yeah. Uh, because being an 18-year-old defenseman in the NHL is really, really difficult, especially when they they're going to essentially lean. If he's going to be leaned on as one of the best defensemen on the team, and rightfully so, because he probably is. But he's still an 18-year-old defenseman. So I, I my my gut says the over because I think they'll be able to score some goals. Uh, I don't trust Carter Hutton necessarily. I don't think a guy who's been a a backup as entire life is all of a sudden going to be a starter at 32. Um, and they're going to miss Ryan O'Reilly. So mm. my gut says the over, but I'm not betting it. Yeah. Stay away from me for all the same reasons I said with Montreal. Cause like they could, the Buffalo could just tank themselves down one more year. And the bottom half of this division is so bad that the point's got to come from somewhere. Um, next up the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, if you're going to take the under, <laughs> this might be it, but 75 and a half. They had an excellent draft. Zetterberg retired. Um, I mean, if you're a Detroit fan, you're really just waiting for Steve Yarsman to ride in on the white horse, are you not? I guess so. Um, and that's probably what's going to happen. But um, this year, if you're like, is there anyone who's more obvious other than Ottawa, I suppose? And Ottawa doesn't have their first round pick, so I guess it doesn't. they don't count. But Detroit has got to be looking to secure draft capital this year, right? I don't, I don't see what else you can be doing if you're the Red Wings. Yeah. Like, what, what's, what's the plan here other than try to make sure that you get a good draft pick? Henrik Zetterberg is not going to be part of this anymore in somewhat shady circumstances, obviously. Um, Franz Nielsen's contract is terrible. They have a lot of terrible contracts in this roster that make no sense. Um, Justin Abdicator, obviously, chiefly among them. Like, rant about that contract all the time. Um the, this this team is a this is a bad bad hockey team, yeah. and they don't even have like depending on how well Cronwell plays this year, and I don't know if the answer to that's going to be particularly well. Uh, they don't have a lot of guys that you can trade at the deadline to get things for. Maybe Jimmy Howard, if things are going well for him, you can trade him because he is he only has this season left on his deal. But um, our Gustav Nyquist, I guess, if you really want to get nuts, but they uh, even if you strip down for parts, if you're the Red Wings, I don't know what kind of parts you're going to get. So. This team's bad. This team is bad. Yeah, I just I think that uh, if you're if you're waiting on the yeah like the the Red Wings I'd like a little bit more. I know I said I know the Habs and Sabers have better uh, have higher things, and I said I don't like the under on those. I do like the under on the Red Wings because of all the reasons that you mentioned, where they're likely to trade a bunch of guys. It's just smart for them to trade to to get draft capital. So I, I feel a little bit more confident taking the the Red Wings under than the other two. Sure. Um, all right, three teams left. New York Rangers, 75 and a half. David Quinn in as the new coach. Um, rebuild time there in New York, 75 and a half. I, same reason I like Detroit's under, I like the Rangers under. It's just it's a rebuild year, but uh, boy, they're going to be rebuilding real quick. I don't think we're, we're going to they're going to be waiting long as waiting as long as everybody else. No, I don't think so either. I think that they, it can be a quick little reload here because they were smart enough to start it last year when they traded Nash and McDonough. Um, I, I, I like the way I like the direction they've taken here. I think that they've done some smart things that we haven't really seen Rangers teams past do. Um, but I like 
I like what they're doing, and I think that it'll bear fruit sooner rather than later. So they haven't had the big high draft pick yet. The one thing they have that's holding them back from the big high draft pick is Lundquist is probably going to play too well for that to be a thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, I I like the I like some of the pieces they've assembled here. Uh, with Dave Quinn coming in, do you think college coaches are going to be like the kind of new wave thing for the NHL? I I don't think so. I think that obviously Haxel was pretty successful with the Flyers, but um, we've seen a lot of guys go from the NCAA level to the NHL level and not do particularly well. To me, where you want to get your coaches is the AHL. That yeah. I, I, that that is always like guys with the AHL experience are always the guys you wind up wanting um, and wind up doing well at that level. Um, but yeah, like in, in Quinn might work out. I just think that there it's, it's hard to say, Oh yeah. College coaches, everyone's going to try to hire one of them. Like that's when things are going to go bad. Remember that there's that thing in the NBA for a little while, kind of in the early two thousands where guys like Tim Floyd were getting great jobs. And then everyone realized, Oh, wait a minute. It's more difficult to coach professional athletes with millions of dollars and all the power yeah. as opposed to college kids who are playing for nothing. Yeah. Oh. Tr- surprised. Yeah, that's why Bobby Knight never got a, <laughs> never got Mike, a stint, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Krzyzewski, he's never left Duke for good reason. Yeah, he's like, no, you know what, I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. All right, two teams left, and they are the most talked about two teams in this offseason. First up, the Ottawa Senators and Santa Maria <laughs> for everything that is. The most positive thing I think we can say about the Senators right now, Craig, is that they are a team. They are absolutely a team. They are a team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which which I, clip was I, more comical to you, that Dorian clip or the entire Melnick video? Oh, the Melnick. Vi- well, honestly, the Melnick video was like hard to watch. Oh, it was. Dorian clip. Story. I was watching live when that interview happened, and they asked him that question. And like, the longer the pause was, you're like, is he thinking? Does the he have nothing? Headlights. To- but you would think if you're Pierre Dorian that you would have at least, at some point, th- thought of something positive to say about the team that you just had as yeah. a go-to answer. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, or even like a backhanded, or even like a like a say say like just like a bad joke, like a bad dad joke or something. Like just go like, well, this off season's over, <laughs> you know, and then just like yeah. chuckle, you know, like just just something. Yeah, God, <laughs> he was just like, oh, I mean, I'd be really excited if I own this team's first overall pick. Unprotected. Uh, 71 and a half points for the Ottawa Senators. Over 71 and a half is too low. Yeah, it's it's a bit too low, but I mean, I'm not going to bet it because, god dang it. I'll tell you what I don't like. The one thing I don't like about Ottawa right now, for me personally, um, Brady Kashaka is probably going to spend the entire year in, in Ottawa. So I'm getting it on two fronts on this one, Craig. One, they're keeping them up there to try to screw the NHL team that I cheer for out of the number one overall pick. And B, they're not sending them back to London, and they're screwing my OHL <laughs> team. So yeah. I don't care for this one bit. To me, the team you should be the most mad at is the Edmonton Oilers to keep Evan Bouchard. Yeah. Uh, not really, but I don't well, still going to make the playoffs. Yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not much to say about Ottawa. So, like, over because it's 7 and a half. Low, but, uh... Anyway, last up. Here we go. Finally, we're here. The Toronto Maple Leafs. 106 and a half points. Over, under for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who added John Tavares in the offseason, in addition to what they already have down the pike. And uh, the only thing they got going on is all that Willie Nylander stuff, quite frankly. I have a hot take about the Nylander thing. Go right ahead. 
I think that Dubas is doing it on purpose. I think they're pretty tight against the cap this year, and that really leaves itself as of after this season. Um, well, not after the season, but two seasons from now. But they want to make sure there's no bonus carryover from, from this year onto next year's cap. So if you don't put Nathan Horton on long-term injury reserve, you can be a little more flexible on next year's cap. So the longer you sit there, and cap space is a daily thing. It's the number of dollars you pay out per day. If Nylander misses first three weeks, that really gives you a lot of breathing room. Because right now, from a cap space perspective, they have $13 million. And every day you have $13 million, that increases. So I think that uh, I think that there are not a lot of hearts that would break in the cap counting office of the Toronto Maple Leafs if Nylander misses the first couple of weeks here. Uh, from a gambling perspective, and then we can talk. We can just talk about them from a pure hockey expert or perspective. For me, uh, 106 is too high for me. Same thing. I'm going to apply to the to the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's just too much silly. Like it's just, it's. If they were a baseball team, their over under would be like 97 wins. Yeah. I, ju- I just don't go that high. I just I don't do it. So if if you're one of those compulsive types who just has to gamble, I would take the under on the Leafs just because the 106 is too high. But they're a stay away for me. They obviously have the best odds because they're the most public bet team in hockey. They are plus 650 to win the Stanley Cup, but that you know that's a lot of that is pure fan driven. Um, they're going to be fun as hell to watch. They're going to be a big target this year because they're going to get every team's best on every night. So there's that. Um, I love that most people are already pretty sick about hearing about the Leafs in the season that hasn't even started yet. <laughs> well, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones in that tunnel. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I just, it's funny to me. Like, again, you know me, I have no horse in this race. So, no. I, like, I just like watching good teams. And, like, the Leafs are going to be, and we're obviously in the local market, so they're going to be on the television every night, sometimes twice. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just, they're, they're going to be fun to watch. Like, like, Basically, when I'm looking to watch Raw and on Monday night, right, and Raw's like preempted by the Leafs, I'm not going to be pissed off because it's you know like seven to two, and they're like trying to out their horrible, horrible lineup. Because I'll be like, hey, this team's fun to watch. Right? Yeah. So I don't mind waiting for what I want next, right? And and yeah, and, like I'm I'm not a Leafs fan. You are, but again, I'm also not a Leafs hater, which a lot of people tend to be. But yeah, they're just gonna be fun as hell. This is. Yeah, that's it. They're just going to be fun as hell to watch. Do you think they get it done this year? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if they win the whole thing. That's that's hard to say, but I think they will be one of the teams with an extremely good chance. Yeah, I think I think they're one of the five teams that have. Like I think they're I think like, there's obvious tiers, and you would say that like Washington last year probably would have been on that second tier, and they still yeah. ended up winning the cup. I, I think they're I think the the Toronto Maple Leafs are absolutely in the first tier of, of So Toronto I think my first tier is Toronto, Tampa, Winnipeg, Nashville. Uh yes, and I think I would throw Do you want to put the Sharks in there? I think that they're, they're my fifth team. Yeah, yeah, I'm debating if the if the Sharks were it, yeah, I was thinking, I was staring at the Bruins long and hard, but I, they're just so injured, I don't think it's the Bruins. But yeah, I do believe that the Leafs are in that, that top tier of four teams, where it's it's Tampa, them, Nashville, and the Jets. I think, I think, I think those are the four. And just, this whole thing reiterates to me that 
I mean, the fact that the the Leafs, Lightning, and Bruins are the best teams in the on paper, the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Once again, you know, we can we'll say it each year, and we'll probably say it several times throughout this year. It's just this playoff system is just oh, it's terrible, fucking stupid. Because those the three fact teams, that we we know here today that Toronto and Tampa Bay is not the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, and we know here today that Winnipeg and Nashville is not the Western Conference final. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And and one of the, and all of those teams that I mentioned, like the the, the tiers, because I think the three best teams in the East are Boston, Toronto, Tampa. One of those teams won't get past the first round just based on yes. the, based on the, the structure. And right. That is and last year it was the Leafs losing yeah. that game seven. Exactly. And there are some Bruins guys that said over the summer because remember they just really hit a wall hard in that series against Tampa. Yeah. There were some Bruins guys over the summer that said, you know what, we had to put so much into I, that I, Toronto I, series I, that we I, didn't I, have it. And you said it. You said it yeah. before that series even started. You're yeah. right that mm-hmm. whoever win the Toronto Boston series is going to have a really hard time in round two. And you were right. So maybe the key thing for those mm-hmm. teams is. Don't play each other round one. Find a way to yeah. be in first. Absolutely. That, that's you know what you're a big fan. That's what it, that's an argument I didn't even think of when we were talking about how those three teams all are over a hundred points on their over under totals. Finishing first matters. Is finishing first absolutely matters. So I guess that's an argument that you yeah. <laughs> for. Whereas well, like if yeah. you're Winnipeg and Nashville doesn't matter as much which yeah. of those two teams finishes ahead you know because mm-hmm. national finished ahead last year they didn't help him game seven so no yeah yeah of so. course that but like, let's look at that you know seven game series takes a lot out of you the jets had nothing left yeah. against vegas absolutely yeah they had nothing left to give so yeah it's the exact same yep. thing and and i yep. think you mentioned this on the podcast last year when we did our playoff predictions is when you win the stanley cup you, you've got to find a, a quick series in there somewhere. Usually, yes, you've got to find a five or a four game series in there somewhere. Yeah. That, that and if you're Toronto, Tampa, Boston, yeah, that's going to be hard. Yeah, unless you can do it in round one. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, no, no, you back go back through Cup winners over the years. There's always Washington didn't have one until the final that they won in five games. Five games, yeah. So that was a, a little bit of an anomaly. Mm-hmm. But if you go back through cup winners through the years, everyone's got a four or five gamer in there in the rounds yeah. one or two. Yeah, I'm just thinking in my head the two the two avalanche ones. Obviously, they had uh, the well the avalanche the first one they they won the Stanley Cup in in four, and the second one that I believe they swept the Canucks in 2001 in the first, and they and they beat the Blues in five as well. They they certainly right. swept the Canucks. I remember that series yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And then the year that they won in '96, they were they went six against yeah, they, Chicago. Yeah, they went six with six, Chicago six and with Detroit. Van, six with Vancouver, Chicago, Detroit, and then swept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then swept. Uh, so they didn't. So have, that was an anomaly. But that, you know what too, though? Yeah. That wasn't the cap era when teams were a little more even from a talent perspective. True. Yeah. So if you look, I think if we look back through from from 2006. Onwards, teams that win. Washington's the anomaly where they didn't have one that, like, until the final, they didn't have a, a quick series. But teams that win have a quick one. Yeah. And Washington, uh, but like Pittsburgh, obviously has had a couple of quick ones the last two years. Chicago always had a quick one. Yeah. But every year they won, there was a quick one somewhere. So yeah, yeah. you got to get that quick one. I I just remember that that '96 Blackhawks series in the second round. I I would wager that. It would have been less damaging to my heart if I if I went back in time and let ten year old Matt Pierce chain smoke an entire carton of cigarettes <laughs> than, than watching that series. Well, that had the the famous Patrick Waugh quote. That yeah, series. yeah, no. that yeah, and there yeah, and the, the three overtime when Joe Sackick finally scored. Oh, that nearly killed me. Oh God. Um, anything else you wanted to add about the Leafs? No, no, I, I just think okay. that uh, it's obviously the most exciting I've been, most excited I've been for a Leafs season in my entire life. Okay. We've been waiting for years. Hey, when's there a Toronto superstar who's going to actually sign with the Leafs and want to come home and play for Toronto? It's finally happened. A guy in his prime. 
Um, Nazem Kadri is the third best center on an NHL team. That sentence is bizarre. That is a bizarre thing to say because I don't think that there are 25 centers better than him on the entire planet. Might be 20. And he's the third best guy on his team. That's incredible. Um, this uh, th- this has a chance to be not just a special team for Toronto. It's set up to be a special era. And I just – I cannot believe it. I cannot believe yeah. how good things look right now. I'm waiting for the other shooter drop. But, like, <laughs> even if there's, like, a couple of injuries here or there, the team's still good enough to – Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's that exciting. Yeah, you got, a, you got a big decade plus coming up here. And if you're a Leafs hater – yeah, because yeah, it's going to be yeah. a while. Um, yeah. the, the one thing you're like, the one thing that Leafs haters will be able to hang their hat on, they, they must be Jose. hoping for. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly it. Oh, they're the team that's there every year and then just not quite there, yeah. or like Washington before six months ago. And I'm I'm, I'm going to say this to you, Craig, because I think you're going to get there. But I I think there's going to be I I I think you're I yes. I, I don't want to compare you to this team, but I think it's going to be very. Oh, oh, 04 Red Sox, where there, there's going to be a real dark moment that happens. I think I think you got one. I think this franchise has one more real dark moment before oh, it God. happens. Much like the uh, much like the uh, like the Red Sox had it in 03, right? They had the Aaron Boone home they had run. They the Aaron Boone home run, and then they got there. And I just for some reason I can't shake this feeling. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but I can't shake this feeling that there's going to be one more little kind of dark. Leafs moment, but then they're but they are going to get over this hump sometime with this with this uh, with this thing. God damn it! Like it is going to happen. God damn it! I'm like, I'm not even a Leafs no. fan, and I'm and I'm saying it. it. It is it is going to happen for God's sake. Well, they've set themselves up here where they're going to yeah. be a team that's in the conversation for a long time. You don't need you know you just got to have a little bit go your way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got ten over unders first, Craig, and you know what? We're going to bet on all of them. Really? All right. So here's it, like to reiterate, we're going San Jose over, Anaheim under, St. Louis over, Minnesota under, Los Angeles under, Chicago under, Arizona over, Carolina over, and then these are going to be our big two. That if you're if you're just looking to place a small amount, these are our these are our locks, our shoe ins of the year of the week of the year. We're going to mm-hmm. go Washington under 98 and a half and Florida over 94 and a half. Those are those are going to be our. Uh, that's it. So, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, the Washington, Florida ones are my favorites too. So yeah. there you go. And you know what? If you're looking for a, th- the Ducks are the other one that I really like. Yeah. The, so, the yeah, you know what? The, yeah, I'm gonna amend that, and that's gonna be our big three. If you're looking to just yep. make a little three-team parlay or three-team teaser, we'll go Anaheim under 96 and a half. Those will be our big three. But we're we're placing money on all ten of these. So it's gonna be a big ten this year. So this is our. Uh, Hey, I wonder if anybody's branded that name before. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that'll oh, be it. Cer- certainly not a football conference with eighteen teams in it. <laughs> so stupid. Oh god. How uh, many teams in the Big Twelve? Ten. Yeah. Uh, that's How a good. Teams in the Big Ten. Fourteen. <laughs> that's a good joke to go out on. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. Uh, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and please rate and review us on iTunes, five stars only. And as always, please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen. Um, we're recording this a little bit out of sync here because we're not going to run it till later on in this week. So it'll be sometime after week four has happened. But uh, we still got to record our week four NHL pod or NFL yep. pod is the time of recording this. So by the time you're listening to this, the next podcast from us will likely be week five. And for the comic book people, 
uh, don't look now, but the Venom movie is coming up, and I don't know what the hell is going on with that flick. That could go either way for me. And also Daredevil's coming up soon, too. Season 3 of Daredevil on Netflix, so uh, there's that. Um, that's it. Uh, Craig Needles, uh, good luck to your Toronto Maple Leafs going forward, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, take care, everybody. Awesome.